Hey, Curtis. What do you hey, got? For us? What do you have for us this week? <laughs> oh man, I am pumped this week, guys. I and, and to match that energy, I've got a five-parter. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't leave any of these out. We got aliens meets Commando, crossed with Hobo Load, <laughs> featuring George of the Jungle, <laughs> and you could make a stew out of that. <laughs> <laughs> We're covering 1987's Predator. That is that. That's quite quite the uh, quite the grouping there. But quite yeah, the, the menagerie. Yes. And I always, I I've always been undecided. Is it cheating when we throw a movie marriage in? It's almost like we threw in one of Arnold's previous marriages. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I don't care. I've I've yeah. done it too. I was like, when I reference another movie, but ah, who eh. cares? So welcome back, listeners and viewers, to another week of Let's Talk About Flicks, the podcast where blah 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 blah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blink 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 blink. Uh, blah blah blah. Uh, blah, blah, I'm, blah, one blah, your, blah. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Oz. <laughs> I am Curtis. And we are here this week to talk episode fifty-seven, Predator, wrapping up November, which has been eighties Arnold Schwarzenegger month. And uh, it is your week, so oh, is it my week? Buddy? Yes, and I, <laughs> I, I am fully, fully ready to uh, to drop some characters, mention a Patreon subscriber or two, mm-hmm. and just get out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> this Predator is, uh, I can easily say, is within my top ten all time yeah. movies. I love, uh, I love this movie. Yeah, so much. my my wife was asking last night, and I'm like, oh, I go, I'd put this probably Curtis's top five. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I would say top ten is easily safe, and um, I I would be hard pressed to guess your other nine in your top ten. I could probably <laughs> guess a few of them, but oh well. Uh, before we get rolling too far, we do want to give a shout out to Patreon subscribers Don S and Melissa L. Thank you once again for your patronage, and uh, I'm looking forward to December first. What rolls over and that sweet sweet coin rolls in. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> gimme, gimme, <laughs> right. <laughs> I could get, I could probably get two, two, uh, two bottles of Pepsi with that, uh, with, with that sweet, sweet subscriber money. Uh, no, but thank you guys very much for your patronage. We really do appreciate it. And if you would like to donate and hear your name called shouted from the rooftops, uh, hit us up on the link below and we would love to add you to our list. I would, you know what? I'll just be straight honest. I would be perfectly fine if each week we just spent the first hour naming off Patreon subscribers. I, yeah, um, and then and then maybe we spend thirty seconds. Yeah, yeah. Ernest goes to camp and then, <laughs> blah blah blah. And three then, two ones. Yeah, three two ones. <laughs> eggs are, eggs <laughs> and uh, Ernest Ernest Ernest. <laughs> Jim Varney, ew, and we'll see you guys next I, week. We'll see you. <laughs> <laughs> Our, our our default movie in the hopper is Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, you know when you hear Ernest Goes to Camp, it's the end of our it's the end of our podcast. Yes, we we're saving that as the uh, as the fifty seven thousandth episode. Yes. So all right, let's get into some characters. This is uh, this is uh, a a short list of, of yes. characters. Um, you know, it's you know, you you mentioned uh, you mentioned aliens. If mm-hmm. I were putting this together, I may have mentioned the thing, um, yes. only because of the uh, very well, with the exception of with Anna, the extremely 
testosterone-driven cast. Um, yes. But we're going to start out with uh, with Man of the Month, Arnold Schwarzenegger himself, playing Dutch. Oh, uh, yeah. The leader, the... I don't know what ranking he has. Every movie, he seems to be, like, the highest ranking I, th- I think he's a major in this movie. Right. I'm surprised he hasn't just played president as commander-in-chief of the armed forces <laughs> at some point. You know uh, that yeah. all of these characters have full names? Um, I did not know that. They don't yep. list them on IMDb. They're on Wikipedia. We get okay. That quick here. But uh, I know... Don't top- steal it. I'll switch over. Okay. You've got the plot. You leave this alone. <laughs> Hands off, Mikey. That's All right, here we go. All right, here we go. So our cast is uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as Major Alan Dutch Schaefer. Alan. <laughs> it's, odd <that> they, <laughs> it's odd that they give them full names considering that they don't ever use them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Carl Weathers as Al Dillon. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's Dutch's Vietnam War buddy. But he's now works for the CIA. Yep. Uh, he's a government spook. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm gonna I'm gonna leave our female to last. Um, other soldiers, I guess you would say, yes. in, in Dutch's regime are uh, we are rescue rescue crew. Yeah, rescue crew, rescue crew. Uh, we have Bill Duke playing Sergeant Mac Elliot. Uh, he's a machine gunner and uh, Blaine's friend. Blaine is played by uh, former wrestler and governor Jesse Ventura mm-hmm. as Blaine Cooper. Um, He's uh he's he's the heavy gunner. He's got the, the yeah, mini gun that just rattles off hundreds <laughs> of rounds a minute. Uh, he calls old old, old painless. Is old painless. Old I was painless. reading that um they had to like really really rig this gun to make it like operational for oh for, I'm sure hand. like normally they're mounted on on helicopters yeah and they had to slow it down to a third of its if its firing rate. <laughs> <laughs> I would, but knowing the size of Ventura, they probably didn't lighten the gun at all. He's probably oh, yeah. dude's massive. He's probably lugging around the real thing. Um, we've got Pancho Jorge Pancho Ramirez, played by Richard Chavez. He's the explosive ex- expert of the group, and boy, do we get some explosives! Um, Shane Black, the radio operator, and he looks every bit the part of radio operator. He yes, plays he Rick does. Hawkins. Uh, he also wrote the script, didn't he? I think he didn't write. Or he it had a hand he, in it. He, he did like touch, touch ups and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and last but not least of our of our ragtag group of soldiers is Sonny Landon playing Billy Soul, the tracker and scout, and the most feared actor on the set. Uh huh. <laughs> the studio had to hire a bodyguard to, for him, but not not to keep him yeah. safe, to keep the other crew members safe right. from him. Right. It's like so it, it's more like, like a chaperone. It's like that scene at the, op- the of the opening of uh, Batman Begins, uh, where where Bruce Wayne's beating up all those inmates, and then yeah. they drag him off yep. to solitary mm-hmm. for their protection, not for yeah. his. Um, <laughs> others we see in here, we do have one female, El Elpidia Carrillo as Anna Gonzalez. She's just there. She's yes. She's the sole survivor because these men only know how to kill men. And mm-hmm. she's the only female on the cast, so she gets to live. He didn't kill you because you weren't armed. <laughs> we we also see, uh, <coughs> excuse me, R.J. Armstrong as Major General mm-hmm. Homer Phillips. Uh, Predator himself also playing a helicopter pilot, not in costume. Yeah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah the legs on, but no. Is yeah. like seven-footer Kevin Peter Hall. Um He's a big dude. Originally, they were going to go with Jean-Claude Van Damme, uh-huh. but but uh, that didn't work out because it's Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yes. Uh, and then we can't leave him out. 
Sven Olthorsen. Oh, he was there. He and plays a Soviet military advisor. <laughs> in Sven Olthorsen month. <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't know he was in the movie, but knowing we'd talked about him, I did see him and I was like, oh, there it is. There check, he is. Check mark. And then we can't for, we can't forget the uh Peter Cullen, the gentleman responsible mm-hmm. for the voice of the Predator. <laughs> yeah. And the voice of, of OG Optimus Prime. Oh, I didn't know that. But mm-hmm. uh but yeah, so um, despite the fact that any like any time we hear Predator actually uh, articulate is just like he's like dubbing or cloning someone else's voice from memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think that's Peter Cullen. I think that was just Bill Duke's repeated lines. Yeah. But but Peter Cullen gets to do all the uh, the the grunts and laughing of and like Predator. and like the like the clicks and um, yeah. I, I, I just, I so love oh, like, yeah. the sound it, of Predator. It, it adds so much to the character for sure. Uh, uh, so that's it. That's our cast. Uh, there's a couple others. We've got a medic played by mm-hmm. Franco Colombo. Uh, we've got my favorite guy, uh, Henry King G, which is gorilla soldier blown up in van. <laughs> <laughs> but I could go on and on. So, yeah, all yeah. right. Now this is my time to just step out of the way and let you... <laughs> Let you lay the groundwork. Oh, I'm going to start by taking my shirt off, Oz. That's <laughs> <laughs> fair. That's fair. Okay. Now, now that that's out of the way. Oh, God. Again, I love this movie. As I mentioned before, this is easily top 10 in my all-time uh-huh. favorites. And the way I determine, like, my favorite movies, because it's like, like a lot of folks, you kind of separate your, like, your fun movies, you know, your arts and entertainment, sort of. Like, mm-hmm. you have your artsy movies. You know, like I'm a I'm a huge Blade Runner fan. That's one of my favorites. And right. then you have your entertainment movies. You know, like like a like a like a The Naked Gun. You know, like yeah. like, oh, yeah. the, like and I I judge my all time favorites on rewatchability. Oh, I do which, too. Which doesn't necessarily mean like it's the best movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Citizen Kane, amazing movie. Not gonna be in my top ten because right. it's not a movie I could just flip the channels and like oh. Aliens is on. I'm gonna watch this. Oh, yeah. Thor Ragnarok is on. Is on. I'm gonna watch this. Oh, right. Predator's on. I'm gonna watch this. Yeah, Flash Gordon is one is my yeah. one of my top four. Yeah, it's a terrible movie, but but, but you I just get love ex- it. I get yeah. excited every time it's on. <laughs> <laughs> and so Predator is up there on on the list for me. And there's some there's some nostalgia as well, which I'll get into in my three two ones here as well. Well, um, you you lost your family in the jungles. To a I I did. It's you know, we were we were in in um in in the hills in Nicaragua. I thought uh, it was Valverde. Yeah, <laughs> we were in, Val, <laughs> in Valverde. We were we were stor- storming. Uh, what's this? oh god? I'm blanking on the the actor's name now. The the president. Yeah. Uh, why am I blanking on his name? I don't know. Honestly. I'll find it. But you're good. You, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I do. I know the, the really really hairy guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> We were we were storming the president's mansion, and you know the predator got the drop on us. And it happens, you know. I didn't mean to put the cart before the horse, but I know it's been rough for you, especially through the holiday season here. It's you know I I I'm a survivor. You are, and I you know Destiny's Child made a. I think they made their song about you, didn't they? They did. They did. I mean, I thought so. You know, I, I licensed the story out to Destiny's Child. One thing leads to another, and you know, I it's that's the man I am today. Because you dated Kelly Rollins for like a month. Yeah, we, we dated for a hot minute. Um, you know, it was, you know, we had a good time together, but mm-hmm. you know, it just, you know, I, I well, like the she, fame. 
I like yeah. the fame and she didn't. So yeah, I mean, well, I know yeah, that's she, why we well, went and found this podcast and yeah. and yeah, and distance got between you two when she went to film Freddy versus Jason, and I mean, one thing led to another. It happens. Yeah, I mean, and she had a thing with Robert England, and that just mm-hmm. drove a wedge between us. And At, dressed as Freddie, though she, I heard she wasn't really into him when it was just Robert England. Yeah, yeah, it's it's like you keep that glove on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get and, it. Mm-hmm. It's, it was. I help. I I remember a lot of long nights walking mm-hmm. you through that process. So. Yeah, but I mean, it's just you know, I I I grieve by telling the story, and the mm-hmm. story I choose to tell is the narration of the movie Predator. And I grieve by listening to other people's grieving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> i feel so bad yeah i feel so bad that you feel so bad <laughs> that you felt so bad it's called empathy it's yeah. empathy that's that's the that's the definition of empathy. yeah i right feel there. bad when you feel bad yeah <laughs> that's exactly what it is <laughs> i feel so bad <laughs> what's wrong she feels bad i feel bad too <laughs> Anyway, so, predator. So, predator. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're all more emotionally fulfilled people, our, our viewers right. and listeners here. So, we have an, an opening shot, Oz, and this is what I'm definitely going to come back to in the three, two, ones. Oh, but, I, yeah. I better come up with another one then. <laughs> okay, just, just as a heads up, we have an opening shot. The first minute and thirty seconds, um, we we are treated to an alien craft or some kind of craft flying through space. And it kind of flies by Earth and then ejects like a smaller pod into the atmosphere. Right. And and by craft, I know that you mean like a spaceship of some sort, not like scrapbooking or needle needlepoint or yeah. something like that. Watercolors. Or, or like, you know, like your own homemade bathtub IPA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Not that kind of craft. Yeah. <laughs> or the 1996 teenage witch movie the, the <laughs> just, craft yes. we just see the vhx box <laughs> <laughs> just ejected out right. into the <laughs> oh no craft <laughs> there goes robin tony <laughs> uh yeah and then after after this scene because again i feel like we have to mention that yeah um and then um at the minute and a half mark in the in the in the run time we then get the real start of the movie, which is a couple helicopters flying over the horizon. It's amazing Alan Silvestri music playing. Mm. Us. Da, 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 da. Oh, yeah. We see Dylan waiting, waiting inside a building on this beach under in a, in a hot, sweaty, grimy building with a with a ceiling fan going. Dutch's team exits the chopper looking totally B.A., Dutch, of course, with a massive cigar in his mouth because yeah. that's what he's yeah. Cause he do. Yeah, because he's fit. He is. So that, that's that's what fit people do is they chop cigars. Imagine how fast he would have taken down Predator if he wasn't a smoker. <laughs> come maybe, on. Maybe the, when he was yelling, kill me, he was actually talking about his lung cancer. Like, come on. <laughs> the pain. I don't want to die by his hand. Kill me. <laughs> come on, emphysema. Uh, Dylan and Dutch, who have history together, as you mentioned during the character rundown, uh, they greet each other uh, inside of this, this base of operations here. You're looking good, Dutch. And then, as uh, we get the greatest handshake in human history. Oh, yeah, yeah. This this handshake between between these guys is reminiscent of the Ricky O head smash at the end of the Daily Show back in yep. the day. Mm-hmm. It's like you just watch it on repeat. It's so classic. Yeah, 
So it's it's more of like a it's not a high five, it's not a handshake, it's somewhere in between. It's I think it's more like a airbound arm wrestling match. There you go. That's what it yeah, looks the, like. These two were over the top and mm-hmm. uh <laughs> By the way, d- disclaimer, folks. This this entire episode is basically going to be me just repeating lines from the movie, which is fine. Which is fine. <laughs> we, get, and we and I need to learn to just shut up and get out of the way, like I said I would. <laughs> no, no, no. It's it. Uh, we we are we are treated to uh, to the age old. What's the matter, Dylan? <laughs> CIA got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> <laughs> As they then arm wrestle in the air and right. Oh, great! So it's Dutch is told that a cabinet administrator is in guerrilla hands, and that's why the team is here. We are rescue team, not assassins. Uh, they give Dutch the operational plan, and Dylan says he's going with Oz, mm-hmm. which Dutch <clears throat> is skeptical about. Right? Uh, it's we we work alone. No just can the, just the six of us. <laughs> no can do, old buddy. Yeah, we're the Lone Rangers, plural. So, <laughs> so the six plus one uh, are not are immediately. We're again, we're eight minutes into the film, and they're getting dropped oh, yeah. in the jungle from these helicopters. Long tall, long tall Sally by Little Richard is playing. It's two uh, weeks in a row with a Little Richard song in a yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. It's it would have been Rich- funny if it was twins that he was listening to. <laughs> <laughs> twins! <laughs> <laughs> he and Danny DeVito do the, do the right, air high right, right. <laughs> What's the matter, Vincent? <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. Um, we get some uh, a couple little character moments in the chopper, which is one of the things I love about the movie. Yeah. You, you get to know the team members. Like, yes, they are eventually expendable assets, but you do get to know just enough about the character. Right. You you care about the team. You can tell they care about each other. Yeah. They and, have a, they have a job to do, right. and that takes precedent over everything else. But I, I love how this movie just tell just like you, you. It doesn't give their full backstory, and you don't need it, but you get enough about who they are. How they interact with their peers, with their with their colleagues, and I, I just love it. Like you, you get to Blaine offering Mac chew, um, Blaine spits chew on on Dylan's shoe, yeah, just, just to kind of show him that he's not welcome here, right? And and it, it, like you, you know, so many movies like this that get it wrong is yeah. they just treat the muscle like muscle, yeah. Um, you know, and this this one is so well written to where it you get a lot out of a little in yeah. scenes like this. Yes. And it really does humanize these guys and let them know that it's, you know, for them it's, it's work, yeah. you know, that they're, that these are all coworkers and mm-hmm. that's what they're doing is they're just going to work. Yeah. <laughs> that's that you're not wrong in how you frame it that way. Um, Hawkins and Billy have a moment there, which I'm also going to circle back to in my three, mm-hmm. two, one uh, with a couple of the crude jokes that, uh, that Hawkins makes there. But, well, you've already listed two of your goods, so yeah, <laughs> I've got I've got like like twenty seven possible that's tr- goods. That's true, us. true. I'll I'll handle the two one of the show. You yeah. just do the. <laughs> um, and not some other great great quotes. Um, you know, is it Pancho give is giving Blaine a hard time for the chew? Blaine makes a joke, which I will come back to. Yeah, uh, but then ends the joke with "This stuff will make you a sexual tyrannosaurus, <laughs> just like me." Right, <laughs> with his short, stubby arms. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, you you get the idea that the unit's been together. You know, they work well together. They respect each other. 
Um, and then they, they reached the drop point. Never knew how much I missed this Dutch. You never were that smart. <laughs> <laughs> then they get they get dropped into the jungle. They they uh, they rappel their way down on on ropes, uh, and then we get some great little tracking shots. I love I love the camera in this movie. A lot mm-hmm. of the handheld stuff, and it, it tracks them like through the foliage, through you know through the forest, right? Um, through the tree branches. Um, yeah, the the camera work, the cinematography in this film is is amazing as well. Uh, they come across a downed American helicopter, which is hanging from a tree. Turns out that uh, the locals took it out with a heat seeker. From Stark Industries, for probably. A bu- bu- yeah, for a bunch of half-blank <laughs> mountain boys. Right. Uh, yeah, so these uh, these gorillas they're after are pretty well armed, which, again, kind of leads to, you know, why is Dylan there? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he's uh, clearly either- out of his element. So Billy, who is their tracker, they each have a role on the team, as you mentioned before. He reports that there were 12 gorillas, and they took the two officials from the copter. However, he also spots six uh, men wearing uh, U.S. Army boots coming through and tracking the gorillas as well. And uh, when, Billy's when, got Billy has to be the greatest tracker on the planet. Like yes, you know. And it, granted, it's it's fun because it's a movie to where you know, obviously, as an actor, he's not tracking. He's just delivering the plot mm-hmm. line to keep things. But it, he sells but it's it. Like, right. He really does sell it. You know, to watch him to watch him do this is fun because he'll just look at the ground for a minute and be like, 12 men, you know, yeah. six, six American boots. And uh, yeah. you're like, whoa. And you just, you believe it because yeah. <clears throat> he looks the part. Yeah, he, he sells it so well. So good on Sonny Landham for his, his acting chops there. Uh, perfect casting, you can oh, say. Yeah. Uh, again, Dylan lies about it. Oh, I, it's just another rebel patrol. You know, he doesn't want to give away his cover story. Um, Billy takes a drink from a vine, and as he's doing so, you hear the predator growl for the first time, Oz. Mm-hmm. And he hears something. He knows something's up. He hears some birds. He crawls into this little clearing, and Oz, there are half a dozen skinless Men hanging from trees. You know uh, who it was, don't you? Who? It's Vincent Price and Hadette from Running Man. <laughs> there, there they are. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not enjoying their, their vacation no. in Hawaii. No, <laughs> nope, that's them. <laughs> so again, it, you you uh this it's the first real kind of like like what is going on here yeah. moment. You know, I remember the first time I saw this movie and like that scene just like you you think it's just this sort of standard army movie mm-hmm. at this point in the you know if you ignore the first minute and a half and <clears throat> you're like what is going on here I don't know. do you recall the first time you saw this movie as I I don't but I I remember a similar theme of like it was I was young <clears throat> so I don't like like I didn't understand the armies in and out mm-hmm. or whatever but I just remember it being just like bizarre like wow yeah. people did that to people and yeah. Um, yeah, but it definitely, you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if you threw a From Dust Till Dawn in your movie Marriage, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because this movie does lead you down one path and then jerk the wheel over yeah. mm-hmm. into an on-ramp yeah. to somewhere else. And uh, But yeah, I, I don't remember, you know, vividly the first time, but I do yeah. remember being like, this movie is pretty awesome. So there's these these half a dozen s- just skinned men just, just hanging there. There's like a pile of guts on the ground. Mm-hmm. Um. 
And th- so they're trying to figure out what's going on. And again, you know, Dylan keeps lying. You know, he knows he knows that it's the those six uh, American right. men that were sent in. But he's like, you know, and Dutch is like, somebody sent them. Yeah. And just knowing that Dylan's lying. Right. Billy finds empty shells and said that they sh- they were shooting in all directions. You know, these are like American yeah. shells and had no idea. There's no tracks for what they were shooting at. And then Mac turns to Blaine and Blaine says, time to let old painless out of the bag. Cut to uh, cut to Blaine unzipping a gigantic minigun, Oz. Payback oh, yeah, time. <clears throat> so, <laughs> He's been waiting so yeah. so long to pull this thing out. Yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> so the, uh, the camera get, pushes into the trees and we see a first person shot of something watching them. And we get that heat infrared vision for the first time. Right. It just, which is again, the predator's POV. Which you it seeds in through the first you know like through the first act of this movie, uh, I, I get you just you love it because you don't know exactly what's going on here. Right? Like, are are these the rebels watching them? Is this something else? Uh, Dylan s- slips on some kind of branch, and one of my favorite little moments in the movie, uh, Mac Bill Duke's character oh, yeah. just pops <laughs> in a frame and says, "You're ghosting us. I don't care who who you are in the world. I'll bleed you real quiet." Leave you here. here. (laughs) (laughs) As and and we know he's serious because we've seen Mac dry shaving several times in the movie. Uh huh. (laughs) It's like you you kind of get the idea that something's up with Mac. Like he's good at his job, but there's just something a little unsettled about him. Right. He's a little off. Yeah. And so they arrive at this camp. They arrive at this guerrilla camp. Again, we're like 20 minutes in, Oz, Mm -hmm. and we're already this movie flies. And we're already there. So um, Dutch is kind of given silent orders out to, to them, um, or, or just very, very, um, you know, with, with very little dialogue because they know what to do. They know their roles. Yeah. They, they know how to handle these things. Uh, Dutch looks down through a set of binoculars and sees one of the hostages get shot in the head by Sven Olthorsen. Yep. And why are there Russians here, by the way, Oz? This is in Central America. Yeah, this is, this is. You know, I guess they have every reason, Dutch especially, to just be furious with Dylan. Because um, yeah, they're they're a rescue team, not assassins, yeah, right? And they've, I mean, clearly, you know, they're on board because the CIA has branched out, but they're clearly realizing, Dutch especially, that they've been set up. Mm-hmm. But they they've got a job to do. They're there, right? Uh, they they've got to finish the job, uh, and so he dispatches the other team members. They take out a couple of guards. Dutch sneaks into the camp, uh, kind of along the edge. There's a truck there that has uh, like the back wheels off, and they're using mm-hmm. the engine to kind of run some kind of um, like a generator know. type thing. Yeah, <clears throat> and so he throws a bomb in, in the in the back of the truck, ends up pushing it on forward into the camp on its front two wheels. <laughs> and I love like it kind of gives it a reaction shot of a couple of the other team members, including Blaine, who says something I can't repeat here. You're right. It's just like what is going on, and then. This truck just explodes, and yeah. they're all like, "Okay, here, yeah, here we go." Yeah, because Dutch basically broke, you know, broke. Uh, I won't say broke character, but like broke his role. Like, you know, everybody's got a job, but when he just kind of goes rogue to do this, like you, like you just mentioned, two or three yeah. of them were like, "What's he doing?" You yeah. know, like this is not what we do. Yeah. And uh, and then realizes, oh, it's party time. Yeah, yeah. He, so he like lifts this truck off of its blocks and just shoves it down a hill with this yeah. bomb in it. 
And it's it's just it's such a great way to start this scene off. Yeah. And then and then we kind of get into the standard like like action sequence here, very commando esque. Oh yeah. You know where it's you know Dutch and everybody cuts around to them taking out various gorillas. Uh, lots of guys doing the chicken dance as they're shot. Oh yeah. <laughs> Uh, we get uh, we get uh, one of the great Schwarzenegger moments of, of all time when he throws a knife into a guy and it makes the barrel sound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stick it around. <laughs> uh, and then he he busts into like a hut, knock knock, and then shoots, I know. and then shoots Sven Olthorsen. Yeah, poor Sven Olthorsen. <laughs> I was gonna say the same thing. Poor Sven Olthorsen. <laughs> He's made a career out of getting killed by Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Uh, so they they uh, the hostages are all dead and they're CIA eyes. They're not cabinet administrators, and it's both Central American and Russian military there. So Dylan's kind of going through all this paperwork and he's like jackpot. Like we we got these guys. We cracked them. And Dutch is just kind of standing right. there like like you like how how dare right. you how dare you do you, this? And he finally you, he he go ahead. No, I was just saying he just looking at him like you pos like. Mm-hmm. You used us. Yeah. And so he confronts them and says, you know, you cooked up a story. You dropped the six of us in a meat grinder. You know, my men are not, ex- are not expendable. Yeah, he was mad. Which you wonder if, if the if that's where the the Expendables movie franchise kind of kind of got its start from. Kind of right launched. It, I could mm-hmm. see it. It's like, what if we yeah. made a what if we made a series of movies where the men were expendable? Yeah, <laughs> and we brought in all the former action stars we could. Yeah. So uh, what's it? Poncho and um, Poncho and Blaine are um, trying to get into a. Uh, there's some kind of uh, a couple of guys are dug in, and SOB's dug in like an Alabama tick. <laughs> you're hit you're bleeding man i ain't got I time, got to, time bleed. to bleed <laughs> <laughs> you got time to duck and poncho then launches a grenade into this nest overhead but it lands exactly where it's supposed to mm-hmm. uh dutch knocks out uh, a female in the camp which turns out to be anna uh and dylan wants to bring her with because she's got to hold her hold she has to know their whole network and dutch is like she's your baggage yeah, and, and then after that, they basically cleaned up this camp. The the predators still watching them, Oz. Mm-hmm. So again, we get that another POV shot. Um, <laughs> Billy, find me a way out of this hole. <laughs> <laughs> and so Billy is tasked, you know, as the tracker, and you know the guy who kind of makes their routes of like, there's a valley, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to go through there. Like, well, that's the only way we got. So they have to go through this this valley to get out of there. Which is basically like the predators, like hunting ground. Exactly, it's open season right through there. <clears throat> so uh, Hawkins ter- tells Billy another crude, crude joke, and this time Billy laughs. As <laughs> <laughs> and, thankfully and then, he laughs, so the predator had something to record. And then we get that first moment of the predator, like like recording these like audio snippets. I got a question for you: When you went home alone in your movie marriage, did you mm-hmm. do Home Alone because of the booby trapping in the forest? Because you could have gone Home Alone too with the with the Walkman recorder. Uh, ah, I didn't think of that. I was going the booby traps. 
Yeah. Yeah. I figured you were, but yeah, I think both one and two would have fit because yeah. Predator basically recorded and used it to his advantage. Yeah. Well, and Donald Trump also had a had a cameo. Yeah. In this movie he, as well. he he he. <laughs> well, there were Russian agents in the camp. So I bet, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> he was Svetl Thorson's stunt, <laughs> exactly. stunt double. <laughs> right. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, so we. Uh, we get to them. They're going through the jungle, Oz, and the music's picking up. Um, Mac and Blaine have a moment, and Blaine just says, "You lose it here. You're in a world of hurt." Which is like, okay, somebody's gonna end up losing it. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Anna tries to escape. She kind of hits Dylan with like a branch, but Poncho mm-hmm. stops her. Uh, they get into a clearing, and Billy's just kind of looking into the trees. He's spooked. Kinda, yeah. And um, you know what's got Billy so spooked? been acting squirrely all morning that nose of his (laughs) (laughs) oh man it's pinocchio (laughs) i'm I'm sorry that i'm like basically reciting the whole oh no it's fine it's fine it's one of those and and i was um going through my own my own preparation process normally i have like a couple of pages of notes that i take when i'm watching movies yeah i found that when when we're doing movies that i love I want to make sure that I'm representing them appropriately. Fair enough. And so I read, t- you just so read the I, script. So I have six. I have six pages of notes for this. Oh my gosh! I know it, it's it's a sickness, as it really is. But like I did the same thing with like Young Frankenstein. Right. You know, like like all the movies that are that I really really love, I end up overdoing my notes on because I don't want to leave anything out out of respect for the film. The Christmas Prince. A Chris, yeah, I had twelve <laughs> pages of notes actually for for the sequel. Christmas Prince too. We almost you almost lined up the director to be on the show, but I did. They were busy. He, he also uh, he also has a history with Kelly Rowland as well. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's your link. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> we all have the same agent. <laughs> so Dutch goes to the clearing to talk to Billy, and he's like, "There's something in those trees," and you don't see anything. Like you, like we, no. as the viewer, you don't see anything but trees. But then again, it they even, yeah, they even like zoom in, and yeah. but there there literally is nothing there, which really messes with your mind because I've seen this movie so many times and even when i watched it this time and they zoomed in on my car and i'm gonna look is there really something out there there's no, nothing out no, there you don't see it or at least you're not supposed to see it <laughs> right um but again then it flips and you see the predator's pov he's looking right at them right but, but they can't see him and you the viewer can't see it which is at least it just feels so unsettling and, and oh, I, yeah. I love it um so like dylan kind of goes for a closer look leaving anna to kind of club poncho and then she takes off Dutch whistles to uh to Hawkins to go to go get her and, right. he, tra- and he and he ends up tracking her down and as he's doing so you see the the predator POV also running after Hawkins mm-hmm. and so he grabs her and as he grabs her and he's trying to kind of subdue her Anna's eyes change and she sees something moving and then while the camera's on her you just hear Hawkins just shriek yeah and you hear this like knife sound and and his blood just splatters all over her face. Uh, so he's gone. Hawkins is gone, Oz. Yeah, and then, gone, and then, gone. Like, not, yeah. laying, not laying over there. He's gone. Yes, he is dead. And so then you see this, like, you know, like the, the camouflaged predator just drag Hawkins' body, mm-hmm. you know, just dragging him by the foot into the brush. I was reading, I think, in the trivia, Oz, the way they created that effect they um, of that, the camouflage yeah. like they 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 filmed like 
Kevin Peter Hall in like a like a big red suit because it was like okay. kind of the most opposite color of oh, the, yeah. green, the green yeah. in the jungle. Yeah, green screen wouldn't work here. No, and then they <laughs> and then they they filmed it again with a wider with a wider lens and it created this like sort of like vacuum. Oh yeah. Yeah, it and, would. And so this like pocket in um like in the shot is is what's is what right. the predator was, which yeah. again, I'm technically not describing it very well, but again, this is pre-CG. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very practical yet camera trickery. Yeah. And, but it, it just looks so awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I'm glad this was pre-CG because. Yeah, oh yeah. They would have screwed it up. Yeah. And so the others, you know, they hear Hawkins and so they, they run over and, you know, what's going on? Pancho gets there first. He kind of follows this blood trail and then he doesn't find the body, but he finds a pile of organs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, you got a field dress your kill. Yeah. So, do you find Hawkins? I can't tell. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so gross. Yeah. I mean, just, just that line delivery of like, these guys clearly, they've seen things. Yeah. Like, you know, that, that murder and mayhem and death are not new to these guys, but they're still, they're out of their element here. Yeah. And, and, and Dutch just sees Poncho's reaction. So he, he gives his team an order, you know, like, like spread out 50 meters, you know, sweet pattern, you know, we're going to find, find Hawkins's body. And so they're looking around and it cuts over to, to Blaine and Blaine's got his giant minigun out Mm -hmm. and he hears something rustling and it ends up, it turns up, it's like a small rodent, like a porcupine or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a, and then there's a little moment where some, some kind of blood or like liquid splatters on Blaine. And I never knew what it was. And I finally found kind of an answer, I think in the, the trivia as I was mm-hmm. reading and doing the research. Um, because before he gets drilled with a plasma cannon, something else hits him and kind of, kind of stuns him. Okay. So supposedly the predator threw like a small spear or something at him and it kind of winged him. Oh, okay. I always wondered what that was too. Yeah. Cause he doesn't, he doesn't get hit. Yeah. You know, like we don't, we, like you mentioned, we see the blood splatter, but we don't see what caused it, but he's also not dead yet. So, yeah. so he's just kind of staggered. Like something right. hits him, kind of wings him and kind of staggers him. And then he kind of, kind of turns around and the predator just drills him through the chest with this shoulder mounted plasma cannon, which mm-hmm. we have not seen yet in the movie. So just this blue energy ball just bores its way through him. And then, um, Mac, kind of sees sees Blaine fall and then sees the pre- the camouflage predator whose eyes glow yellow and then he takes off into the jungle. Right. Mac picks up Blaine's minigun and just mm-hmm. starts mowing into the jungle. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's deforestation at its finest. Yeah, the others run up and just respond to Mac and, they, and so everybody's just firing into the jungle. Yeah. Just capping off round after round, clip after clip. Um, Poncho's firing his grenade launcher. They hit nothing. Right. Nothing, Oz. And it was very similar as to what happened with, uh, the other six soldiers, including their, their leader, who I didn't mention before, Jim Hoppa. Hoppa. Jim. Jim Hoppa. Same thing happened to Hoppa. Jim. J-E-E-M. That's how you spell it. Yes, that's his, that's his birth, that's on his birth certificate. Jim Hoppa. Jim. They did the same thing to Hoppa. So they're down. Blaine's dead. Yeah. Hawkins is dead. Max kind of beside right. himself. He's kind of lost. They have no idea what's going on. 
So they decide to hole up for the night. They put um, trip wires down, mines down, everything in kind of a defensive position. So it's nighttime. They're on the radio. They're still not getting an extraction. They're too far in. And Max got first watch Oz, and something sets off the trip wires. And and it's this cool shot of Max just just with a knife in his hand, just stabbing and stabbing and stabbing. Turns out it's a wild boar. Right. Which is no easy takedown in itself. Yeah. So in it's the middle like, of a jungle. It's like that's the comic relief for the moment is Mac just took down a wild boar by himself yeah. with his bare hands. Yeah. And a <laughs> knife. But So as they're all distracted, they realize nobody's watching Anna. And so they run back over and she hasn't moved. She's too terrified to move. Right. But Blaine's body's gone. So this thing came in and took Blaine's body. So they they know something's gotta gotta happen here, Oz. So they they end up setting the next day. They're they're setting more, more trip wires. Um, Billy tells <laughs> tells Poncho, um, like some something's out there. And Poncho's like, "You ain't afraid of no man." And Billy's like, "Ain't no man. Right. We're all gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just so such just a. Uh... Just miserable. Like, they shouldn't be there. They know they shouldn't yeah. be there, but they're there. And now they're completely outmatched. Yeah. And they don't know by what. And they're just, the reality is setting in of like, this This is not going to end well for us. Yeah. Well, and, and they trust Billy enough to know that something's off. Right, yeah. Like, 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 Dylan's the only one who's like, it's a couple of guys running around. Yeah, he's, but... He doesn't have any idea what's going on. But he's, he's not part of the team. Him, yeah, he's the one that put him there in the first place. Yeah. And so they um, they end up we 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 made it we we make a stand now or there'll be no one to get to the chopper. This thing is hunting us. Um, and and Dutch finally confronts Anna. Like, what did you see? Asks her in English, and she and she finally says. So she has been able to speak English this whole time. Like, she says like. It this this the jungle came alive. Mm-hmm. You know, it changes colors like the chameleon, and it turned. <laughs> to which to which Dylan's like, "Ain't no lizard." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Epic, like he took her. He, he took her literally. Like a chameleon did all this. <laughs> what a dope! And Dutch Dutch cuts her binds. Said this thing is hunting us all of us. Right. And make a stand now. And so together. Uh, with uh, with Anna helping them because she's basically a, an ad hoc member yeah. of the team now, they set up a, like these traps for it. You know, we got to catch this thing, otherwise we're not going to make it out of here. Right. And so we get the we get the moment where like everyone's shirtless and greasy and sweaty, and they're mm-hmm. they're like setting these traps. And finally, um, Dutch tells Dylan like, "You're going to help or not?" And it cuts immediately to like shirtless Carl Weathers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Apparently, oh, fun. I'll take my shirt off. Yeah. Apparently, during the shoot, Oz, they they had they basically set up like 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 a like a gym there. Uh huh. And at like four o'clock in the morning, they would all go work out together, like Weathers and Schwarzenegger and Ventura right. and Sonny Landham. And it, it was just this like hyper masculine hyper. Oh, macho it had set. had to have been had to have been. Yeah, and, 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 and these guys are just enormous. Mm-hmm. And so they got these traps set up, and so they kind of take their positions um, kind of in the brush next to this clearing. Uh, Mac keeps keeps with, he's, he's dry shaving his face with his razor. 
Um, <laughs> Anna tells a story from her childhood about, uh, you know, we began finding our men without their skin, sometimes much worse. The demon who makes trophies of men. Dips and, them in gold and puts them on top of the trophy. Like you're <laughs> you're gonna be in a bowling stance and gonna... <laughs> mounts on the front of the hood of the car. Exactly. <laughs> oh man. She also uh had found some of its blood. Yeah. If it bleeds, we could kill it. It's like lime green. Mm-hmm. Which I guess the the way they made it, it was a combination of like broken glow sticks and KY jelly. I was gonna say it's like, you know, highlighter fluid. Yeah. So they, they got this trap set, and Dylan says, what are you going to try next, cheese? Because it's not coming. Right. And so Dutch just walks out. He just walks into this clearing trying to lure it out, and nothing happens, and he kind of lets his guard down, and then it immediately gets gets snapped up in this giant net. And yeah. it's just it's just hissing. It's just, like, hissing and, 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 like, snarling. And it just starts firing its plasma cannon everywhere to get loose. Uh, it knocks... Uh, it knocks a log into Poncho, basically like oh, break, yeah. breaking all of his ribs. Oh, yeah. So he's not dead, but he's in bad shape, Oz. Yeah. It gets loose, and Mac, who's kind of gone off the deep end because his best friend Blaine's dead, just runs after it. It's just screaming. Uh, Dutch says, I'm going to go after him, and Dylan's like, no, we each got a score to settle. It's not your style, Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> So Mac and Dylan are going after it while Dutch and Anna and Pancho are trying to make their, their escape to the to the chopper. So Mac's just going off the deep end. He, oh, yeah. He's reciting lines from Long Tell exactly. Long Sally. He's like singing to the predator. Yeah. I'm going to have me some fun. I'm going to have me some fun. <laughs> Bill Duke is so awesome. Yeah, he is. Again, it's you could question the macho ness of this movie, but like they got the actors down. Oh, absolutely. This. Yeah. The perfect casting for this movie yeah so um dylan catches up with mac mac has spotted it and he over here right he he, he gets dylan by himself well and well and we've heard we've heard the predator mimic voices so far and so uh this part had slipped my mind when we when i was watching it for the show and um and i thought you know because i'm like oh i'm like predators trying to lure you know trick Mm -hmm. uh dylan out and you know and like you really were because we just saw mac just gone like mentally he snapped um and so i thought for sure because again like i mentioned i this part slipped my mind so i'm like oh because i remember how dylan died spoiler alert uh (gasps) but 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 i couldn't remember like the timing of it and so i thought this was it but uh yeah dylan's sneaking through the brush and and he hears mac's voice over here um, and you, and again, you don't know if it's Mac, you don't know if it's the predator. Right. And then, um, a hand covers Dylan's mouth and kind of pulls him in and it's Mac. It's like, yeah, look out there past them trees. <laughs> and, and he sees it and they yeah. both see it. And Dylan's like, I see it. It's there. Dylan finally believes. Yeah. And so they both see it and they come up with a plan. Mac's gonna, Mac's gonna go like do kind of a frontal assault and Dylan's gonna go sneak around behind it and kind of flush it towards Mac. And so you begin with, with Mac, he's kind of crawling on his back underneath these fallen logs. And then as you see three, mm. this triangular three laser dots, three red laser yeah. dots on his arm. And you don't know what it is at first. And then Mac's like, what's going on? And he kind of leans over and looks. And the thing is now moved to the middle of his head. Yeah. 
Max's eyes get wide just for a, just for a quick second, and then boom, boom. The camera shuts. Uh, it, it the camera changes to behind Max Max's head. Max head, yeah. and you just see it. It just basically explode. Right. And the camera pans up, and the predator is basically standing on top of him. Yeah, he, he's like just standing over, like feet above him on these logs oh, yeah. that Mac was crawling under. Yeah. And he just blasted him right in the head. Just tracking him. Like, like point blank. Uh, in the meanwhile, uh, Dylan is sneaking around and he's like, he's kind of whispering for Mac. And he looks up and he sees Mac's corpse. Just mm-hmm. covered in blood. Uh, and then Dylan sees the Predator as. Mm-hmm. And the Predator starts running towards him. No, no, I, I take it back. Dylan starts shooting. And the mm-hmm. Predator throws his laser sight out there. And just as Dylan starts to shoot, the predator blasts his arm off, blasts right. Dylan's arm off. The arm of the machine gun fall to the ground. Still, still firing. Still firing. <laughs> and as he just screams in agony. <laughs> Rocky. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. Uh, and so he's got a smaller gun over, his, over his other shoulder. And so he kind of turns to get this gun off of his shoulder in the meantime, the Predator is taken off at a dead sprint right towards him, uh, re- extracts his claws, and just shoves it right into Dylan's torso, lifting him up off the ground. And Dylan gives the death cry of all death cries here, Oz. Like, the others can hear him, you know, like yeah. half a mile away or however oh, yeah. far they are. You know, like he's standing right next to him. He just yells, ouch. Yes. Owie, owie, owie! <laughs> it stings! <laughs> Stop! <laughs> I hope someone has some back teed. <laughs> it's a really long, drawn out death. It is death phrasing it is. of Dylan, and it is it is a death cry. Oz. <clears throat> In the meantime, we see the other characters. So Billy, Pancho, Dutch, and Anna making their escape, and there's kind of a little like 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 causeway almost that they're passing over, like a felled tree. Yeah, and Billy hears. Um, here's Dylan's death cry, and he just stops on the bridge. He just stops. He throws his gun down, takes out this incredibly long machete. Yeah. And he just, he just, he's just standing there, looking back from where they came, and he just starts cutting himself across the chest. And Dutch is like, Billy, let's go! Then he realizes he's not coming. No. no. He's buying him some time. This is how Billy's gonna die. Yeah. And he's welcoming it. Yeah. And so, the camera stays with uh, Pancho and Dutch and Anna as they're still making their way through. And then you hear Billy scream. Yeah. And then nothing. They all pause. And there may be 100 feet from the clear- from this clearing. They're not far away from Billy. So they all pause and you hear nothing. And then immediately Pancho takes a plasma round to the head. So he's gone. Yeah. So in a matter of moments, Mac, Dylan, Billy, and Pancho are all gone in about a two-minute span. Right. Um, Anna goes to grab... Pancho's gun and Dutch just screams no kicks it out of her hand and then he fires at the the tree that the predator is at the predator fire gets a plasma cannon off hits uh hits Dutch's gun knocking him to the ground and then as uh, we get the uh the greatest Schwarzenegger line of all time you want to take this one <laughs> I'll let you you do it you've earned it I've earned thank you thank you buddy Dutch screams and Anna, go get to the chopper. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love Arnold. Yeah. Run. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, and so she takes off, and that's no, that... knowing knowing exactly where the chopper is. Yes, yeah, because <laughs> she knows the coordinates and all that. Well, well, it is her jungle. She knows where the helipad's located. That's that's right. So she takes <laughs> off. Uh, Dutch makes his way to his feet and starts running, and the predator's chasing him down. And you get the POV shot, and he's getting closer and closer to yeah. him through the heat vision. And then Dutch kind of stumbles down a hill, and then falls into like like a huge river. Yeah, <laughs> and like he just, over a waterfall, and so he he tumbles down, and uh, eventually, I, I love the camera work in here as well. At one point, the camera is like in the water with him, mm-hmm. and like falls like underwater, and then resurfaces with him at the same time. So Dutch eventually makes his way to uh, to the shore, and as he kind of relaxes, you see and hear a splash behind him. So the predator followed him. The right. predator jumped in the water as well and went over these waterfalls with Dutch, try to fat track him down. And so Dutch pulls himself out of the water onto this this little beach, and it's it's incredibly muddy. Yeah. So so by the time he pulls himself up, he's just covered in mud. And there's like tree, tree roots everywhere and like like brush everywhere. And Dutch just kind of sits there just waiting to be killed. And the predator comes out of the water and it decloaks itself. And you see him for the first time. You see the predator mm-hmm. head to toe for the first time, Oz. The predator is looking around and he can't find him. He can't find him. He sees in heat. Yeah. And this this mud that Dutch is caked in is camouflaging him. So the camo- they, so they're in, in their way, they each have a camouflage from each other. Yes. Uh, and so he he can't find him, and eventually he gets mad, and the predator just leaves. I'm going to take a take a moment and breathe for a second here, Oz. <laughs> <laughs> what, do, what do you think so far? At, at this point in the movie, it's just Dutch and the predator left. Right. right? Um, yeah, it's... It, this is the mano a mano. Yeah. This is your, your main event at WrestleMania. Yes. Um, you know, this is what we've been building towards the whole movie. And so they, this is where Dutch is clearly the smartest person in this movie. Yeah. Um, and this is where he immediately realizes how the predator can track how he does. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause he kind of looks at himself and realizes I'm covered in mud and he can't see me. He must, you know, and he, he and I'm glad that they, that like, like they didn't write it so Dutch was like vocalizing his realizations. He just kind of, you know, you could tell he internalized that it's got to be the mud. Like he can't see me. It's got to be some heat related. Uh, and so that's what he, that's what he's going to do. He's going to, he stays covered in mud to, to, you know, bring it to hide his body temperature basically. Um, and then waits till night when things cool off and, uh, and spends his, you know, the next several hours, you know, flipping the script basically yeah. of now I'm going to trap him yeah. now that I know, you know, I've got the upper hand and I know what he looks like. Yeah. So he's got a better idea of the predator's capabilities and weaknesses. Right. He knows it can bleed. He knows that it can't see him when he has this mud on. Right. And so Dutch is kind of doing his own boy scout home alone stuff, making his yeah. own, you know, like he's got his knife with him and basically like a couple weapons and that's it. Like he's got a couple like grenade shells and things like that, but that's about it. Right. Um, and so he's he's making some of these homemade weapons. He's reapplying the mud. We do get a couple of uh, kind of back and forth shots here between the Predator and Dutch as he's preparing. Mm-hmm. And you see the Predator like cleaning the skulls. At one point you see um, you see Billy's like just corpse just slumped against a tree. Yeah. And the Predator rips out 
his skull and spine just rips yeah. out and then just lets the body fall. And he has this own like way of like cleaning and like preparing these trophies. So like Anna's story was completely true. Yeah. Like he makes trophies. He's yeah. a he's a big game hunter, is basically what he is. And he's been there a long time. Yeah. Yeah. So the Predator is basically a big game hunter. Yeah. Like he's he's out there for the sport of it, for the for the challenge of it, for right. maybe maybe there's some degree of honor in the predator culture, but that's that's what they do. It's how they prove themselves. And so Dutch has got these things prepared. He's got these like homemade spikes and like like homemade like trip wires and like counterweights with these giant logs and things like that. And so he's been he's been busy. He has. He's he's uh, is Kevin McAllister. Yeah. Um, on a side note, speaking of Kevin McAllister, we were watching the the terrible Home Alone sequels, and not just the second one. We watched the third and fourth movies last night. Right. Okay. Uh, Patreon subscriber Melissa L and I. Uh, as well as a seven-year-old child who may or may not be ours. <laughs> <laughs> so, seven years later, and you still haven't had the test done. <laughs> no, no, yeah, it's you know nature will take its course. Yeah, you love her anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so we're we're watching the Home Alone sequels, including the fourth one, in which I never realized French Stewart is in the fourth Home Alone movie. Yeah, and yeah, he's, I haven't seen him, but I knew he was. And in he's playing movie. Marv. He's playing. Oh. I, I never realized that he's playing the Joe Pesci character. Oh. Additionally, and this is even more unnerving than that, the whole plot of the movie is based around the parents getting divorced. Okay. So it's like at the beginning of the movie, like the parents are divorced and the dad comes by and he's like, Yeah, I'm gonna get married to to my new girlfriend. Like we've only been like it's it's she's like, it's yeah. only been eight months. And so it's like the home alone movies took a pretty weird turn there. <laughs> right. Dad must have lost his job that allowed him to take his entire extended family to Paris. Yeah. Uh, and so he's hit that midlife crisis. And, yep. So yeah, uh, the Home Alone movies, <laughs> D- divorce, remarriage. Why, why did Why did you watch those? Because the seven year old enjoys it. Uh, has she not seen Predator? I mean, not yet. We figure you know she's got to be at least eight by the time we introduce Predator uh, to her. Fair enough. <laughs> to watch to watch Bill Duke's head explode. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell her it's fake. She's seen water balloons. I mean, you could argue Predator and Home Alone are just as violent. They are. I don't know how the Wet Bandits survived that night. <laughs> well, especially in Home Alone 2, where they're getting like hit by bricks. I know. And, like... <laughs> in the face. Yes. Yeah, the Wet Bandits died several times in those movies. Oh, yeah. They're, yeah. <laughs> it's a zombie movie. It is. So, Dutch is ready to fight the Predator. <laughs> Smooth transition back. Yeah. <laughs> and so, he he lights a torch, lets out this huge yell, like like a battle, like summoning the Predator, basically. Yeah. Come here. <laughs> I'm over here. Climbs up, he's got these homemade weapons, climbs up a tree. So he's basically like looking down in this giant um, right. like bonfire that he's lit to try to lure the predator to this clearing. He's got spears. He made a bow and arrow. He's got a couple like little like bombs that he made. Um, the predator comes in and walks right by Dutch in the tree. So he's camouflaged. Mm-hmm. They're both camouflaged. Yeah. Right. But he literally lands in the same tree as Dutch is in and just misses him by inches. Misses touching him by inches. Uh, the predator ends up in the clearing below. Dutch fires uh, like a little bomb from his bow and arrow that he made that kind of yep. wings the Predator. And yeah. the Predator starts just shooting randomly up in the trees, kind of similar to before. Oh, when, yeah. They've when, really, like, yeah, yeah, they've really flipped the script. The tables turned here, yeah. So instead of, you know, like, like the, like these, 
these green berets firing randomly into the jungle. It's now the predator mm-hmm. firing, firing randomly up into these trees. So he finally knocks Dutch down. Uh, and then it's they kind of go back and forth trying to hunt each other, trying to outwit each other here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Dutch gets a, get, uh, throws a spear at him and, and kind of wings him there. The predator kind of lures Dutch, uses his own blood to kind of lure Dutch into almost like a little cave almost to kind of trap him. Dutch gets out of it, ends up getting knocked in the water, washing off all of his camouflage mud. Yeah. And as he's for the second time crawling out of the out of the water, this time the predators are waiting for him. Yeah. Dutch kind of pulls himself up using like a log, and the predator, who has these two giant spikes, kind of you know, Wolverine-esque, only minus yeah. the middle oh, one. Yeah. Kind of like X-23 from Logan. Yeah. Uses the two spikes on his hand, puts them, you know, right alongside Dutch's head. He's 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 toying with him. Yeah. Picks him up by the neck. He kind of looks him up and down, and then he drops Dutch. And then as uh, the predator mm. takes off his mask, takes he off his plasma a, he, cannon. He wants to get a good look at him. Yeah, he realizes um, we're going to do this hand-to-hand style. So the predator's been wearing this mask the whole time. It has, like, the tech built into it and everything. And the predator, oh, man, he has oh, got, yeah. he's some kind of monster. Stan Winston was hired kind of late mm-hmm. in the game to, to do the monster suit for this. And as the story goes, he kind of introduced some of the initial concept art to James Cameron of all people. Okay. And Cameron was like, "I've never seen a mon- like a movie monster with mandibles," and so okay. that's where the kind of open jaw, yeah, is actually Jim Cameron's idea of all things. Yeah. And so this huge beast, this you know, towers over Schwarzenegger. You know, they have this this knockdown fight, and the predator just just taking it to him. He's just beating the tar. Out of Dutch. Oh, honestly. yeah. He's just, yeah, again, not even, you can tell he's not even giving full effort. I mean, he's just, Dutch is trying to survive and the Predator is just, again, still just kind of toying with him. Yeah. And eventually Dutch crawls his way to this area where he laid these traps. You know, there's this like, this sort of like tripwire. It's it's like a, like a big stick that's like serving mm-hmm. as a tripwire. And so he's trying to lure the Predator in here because if this thing gets knocked out, it's going to trigger these spikes that'll come crashing down. Predator doesn't take the bait, and Oz, no. I'll let, I'll, I will let you take this one. How does how does Dutch try to lure the Predator in? <laughs> uh, he he just tells him, "Come on, I'm right here. Kill me, come on!" <laughs> like I mean, just going way overboard. Yeah. Um, which again, the Predator is also intelligent. I mean, yeah. You know, in a in a you know in a survival you know like hunting kind of sense mm-hmm. that. He realizes, you know, quickly, wait a minute here. Like, you've been trying to get away from me and survive, and now you want me to come to you? Something's up here. And then yeah. he discovers the, like, the, the tripwire log and just steps over it. Yeah. And which Schwarzenegger, Dutch just, like, <laughs> you see the look in his eyes of, like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he knows he, he's, it's done at this point, right? Yeah. yeah. So the Predator walks around it. Yeah. As you said, Schwarzenegger is just basically at this point just resigned to yeah. his death. But he looks up, and this huge log that he used as a counterweight to trigger uh-huh. these spikes, the Predator ends up standing right under it. So Schwarzenegger kicks out the trip, and this giant log falls directly on the Predator. You know, this yeah. thing was suspended 50 feet in the air. Right. Knocks him down and and mortally wounds him. Yeah. Uh, the, he starts moving again. Schwarzenegger hears me, picks up a rock to go to kind of crush him, and he sees the predator's done. Right, he's not he's not dead yet, but he's bleeding. 
He's coughing. He's yeah, spitting up his you know his highlighter blood. Yeah. What are you? And the predator just repeats it back to him. Right. And and using a few different words, you one ugly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Semi truck, semi trucker. I think is what he said. Yes, I think that's exactly what he said. And as as Dutch is trying to kind of make sense of this, the predator goes to his little his little wrist gauntlet and sets yeah. off some kind of d- device that's speeding up and making these sort of alien symbols on it mm-hmm. and he starts laughing the predator starts laughing oz yeah as dutch starts sprinting away like something's going on here so he runs away and this basically he sets off like this small nuclear bomb oh yeah he's, as he's dutch, got the last he's got the last laugh yeah literally as dutch dives away uh, we then cut to uh, the helicopter. They're they're putting out a fire at the helicopter because it was jostled in the air from this explosion. And they pick up Dutch. Anna's there. She's safe. The general's on there. Kevin Peter Hall, as you mentioned, who who plays the Predator, is the pilot. Right. So he gets a little moment out little of the bit. suit. And they, they pick him up. And the last scene we have is them in the helicopter with Dutch mm-hmm. just kind of staring like semi catatonic off into the right. distance. Yeah. It's just like, how did I survive this? Mm-hmm. And that's it. That's yeah. it. Oz. That is the predator. We get a fun little title card sequence here at the end as well with, uh, I, I love cards, these, but like the little vignettes of each character, yeah. like in character, like looking at the camera or like, like Mac has his like flask out and he like offers a flask yeah. to the, to the camera. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, it's, it's like, we just watch the stage play and they're all taking a bow basically. And I love it. You know, like, like, blank, except, like except for Dutch, <laughs> <laughs> like Blaine, like spits his chew out and smiles at the camera. Right. Uh, like, um, What's his name? Shane Black's character. Hawkins is like reading like a Sergeant Rock, like comic yeah. book. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's almost like, <laughs> it's almost like they're all looking at us. Like, don't worry guys. We're fine. This was just a movie. We're not really <laughs> dead. And then Dutch is just a freeze frame. Like yeah. <laughs> from the movie, you don't even get Schwar- Schwarzenegger's like, nah, I'm out. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. So it was fun though. I really yeah, enjoyed yeah, it. I, I love, I thought that was a, a fun little coda at the end of it. So, so that, my friend, is 1987's mm. John McTiernan directed. Oh, he did such a great job with this. Yes, Predator. He did. Oh, love this movie so much, Oz. Uh, at this point, my friend, we give the film we've been talking about our own unique rating. Uh, Oz, how would you rate Predator? Uh, I'd give this one 10 skinned bodies. 10 skinned bodies? Mm-hmm. Have fun finding your image for that. <laughs> I got it. Yeah. Ten skin bodies. Yep. I'm gonna give this film one million. Get to the choppers. <laughs> That's how much I Fair love enough. this movie. One oh, million. A, it, get to the choppers. It is a great one for sure. <laughs> Next up, folks, we've got outside insight, in which Oz and I have scoured the interwebs looking for unprofessional reviews of the movie in question. We find one for yucks, and we share those yucks with you, Oz. What is your outside insight for Predator? Uh, I've got a four-star review from Matt Singer on Letterboxd. And he says, Me, taking my family to the mall the day after Christmas. We move. Five meters spread. No sound. <laughs> me. Me, when the trip to the in-laws is going badly. So you cooked up a story and dropped the six of us <laughs> in a meat grinder. Nice. Me, to, me, to my daughter when she says she's too sick for school then spends the whole day bouncing in bed screaming. You set us up. 
It was BS, all of it. <laughs> Predator forever. Nice. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I, love it. I, I figured you would. How yeah. about you? Mine is a one out of ten star review <laughs> from the Internet Movie Database. This one comes from MJ Peacock uh, from November of 2019, so three years ago as of the time of this recording. Okay. No idea where these ten star reviews are coming from because this film is pure dross from beginning oh. to end. Predictable, simplistic plot, atrocious dialogue, and dodgy acting was an almighty endurance test to actually sit through the whole thing can only have achieved its almost mythical status via the follow-the-crowd mentality. Avoid. So, MJ Peacock... Not not right at all. ...is looking at Predator through a, a haughty lens, my friend. I guess so, poor guy. I know, right? Just let, let yourself loose and have some fun. He probably really likes Home Alone 4. <laughs> French Stewart was a better Marv than Joe Pesci. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it to the grave. <laughs> not not my Marv. <laughs> Hashtag not my Marv, Joe Pesci. Not my Marv. Not my Marv. French Stewart. All yeah. the way. All oh, right. Boy. At this point in the show, folks, is the moment you've all been waiting for our mm -hmm. signature segment. The three two ones in which Oz and I each share three goods, two bads, and one huh about the movie in question. In this case, 1987's John McTiernan and Arnold Schwarzenegger driven Predator. Oz, what are your three goods? Uh this is this is actually a believable Arnold might not win matchup. Mm -hmm. Like you know, uh, just based on size, granted, yeah, they had to go outside of the planet to find, you know, but still, like, you know, in all sense of purposes, like, this is, we've seen Arnold dispatch a lot of the people that he was teamed up with. We've seen him, we've seen him defeat Bill Duke in Commando. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we know he would have defeated Jesse Ventura in Running Man. You know, like, so a lot of these people in previous movies have not been you know, uh, they, they've not been Arnold's equal, but to watch one thing, like, destroy the entire party, th this is the mm -hmm. first Arnold might not win matchup. Yeah. Uh, and in a believable sense. So there's my first good. My second is, I love how Arnold's tactical strategy is to just always home alone the environment. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they kind of do it to get the rebels. He does it, you know, not once, mm -hmm. but but they really do it twice to the Predator, setting nets and, and tripwires yeah. and and so, like that's that's their green beret strategy for everything is is uh, let's just booby trap the place. Um, and my third, I really like the dirtiness and grittiness of the predator and his equipment. Yeah, um, you know, it just he lives in the jungle. He does this for sport, and 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 it's just very everything's gritty. It's yes, he's from an alien planet, but he's not coming in. He doesn't get like the Star Wars treatment where everything's shiny mm. and and advanced it's just he's this is just his hunting ground and this is what he does so those are my three yeah. goods what about you and i'll tack that on just because i've got uh -huh. so many possible goods just like you know the the, the design of the character mm -hmm. and right and even like there's enough lore like like he's been there for a while you know Anna yeah. said you know when i was a little girl and you're guessing she's maybe early 20s or so right you know, like you know we would find our men skinned sometimes yeah. worse so like he's been there for a while doing this but but he but he but as a hunter he's that's what he's doing he's hunting mm -hmm. he easily could have wiped out the entire population but that's not the sport he does yeah. you know 
uh, these guys, he just hunts for sport. And so there was a reason, you know, Arnold figured it out, you know, fairly early. He's only, he's only taking out those of us that are armed, you know, that, um, you know, where the, where is matchup. And, uh, and so, no, those are some very valid points you make there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about your goods? Oh, my goods. Oh God. There's so many possibilities. I'm going to start with just the, the relationships between the characters. Again, you, you don't get this deep dive into their histories, but you, but you don't need to, but you get just enough. Right. You know, you can tell Dutch and Dylan have a history. You can tell that Blaine and Mac have a history, you know, like, you know, the Hawkins trying to, trying to kind of buddy up to, to Billy over the course of the film. Like again, just the character moments and like everybody, everybody has one. Yeah. You know, even like, like, like Pancho and, and Blaine as well, you know, like, like, like it's the, the performances are great. Uh, the, the characters are well-written you know, just mm-hmm. enough to give them their own uniqueness, which again, kind of goes to like that little vignettes at the end, you know, yeah. even there, they're still in character and, but oh, you're, yeah. and you're glad to see them again. Like, like you're, yeah, yeah, you are because they're, they're such a cohesive unit and they did such a great job. very subtly establishing these characters to the point that you care about them and you're sad to see them go. Uh, my second one will be the music. Oh, the music in this mm-hmm. movie is so amazing, Oz. I almost put that in there too. Yeah. It's it just it fits every scene. And it's I <laughs> I, I I can't really go much further than that, but it's just it's perfect. Yeah, like, the score of this it, movie is really good. Yeah, Alan Silvestri did this I think it was one of his earlier films, and it's just it's just great. It mm-hmm. it adds to the um to the claustrophobic sense of the film. Uh it adds to the tension of it. Uh, and it's just so seamless, you know, with, with the effects and the cinematography as well. It's just great. Uh, and then the last one, my last good, Oz. Uh, I was introduced to this movie by, of all people, my mother. So I have, really? a, I have a very huh. fond fond memories of watching this movie with my mom. That's you awesome. Know, I was, wouldn't have guessed. I wouldn't have guessed yeah, your mom. And I was probably like 10-ish or so. When, so a couple mm-hmm. years after it came out, you know, on like Showtime or you know, yeah. whatever the one premium channel we had was. And, um, you know, we saw it on there. We recorded it from there. And so I just, I have very fun, fun memories of watching this with my mom. And, and um, you know, my mom has, has a thing for, for gigantic men. So mm-hmm. like, like the scene of Dutch uh, near the beginning, like crawling down towards the camp, the camera kind of follows him and like his butt's right in the camera. And, and she really enjoyed that. It explains your dad too. <laughs> <laughs> I could see it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. She also has a thing for Sonny Landham. Um, so yeah, she, she likes her, her big macho men. And it's just, it was fun to watch that with her and kind of watch her like, like, you know, like reveal little parts of herself as she's watching, yeah. as she was watching it. And, and I'll never forget like the moment where, um, the predator towards the end where he unmasked himself. Like he starts mm-hmm. letting off those, like those air oh, hoses. Yeah. The little gas and, 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 she, and she like just grabs my wrist and goes, hold on, Kurt. And, <laughs> and, like, <laughs> and so she's like nose. on the edge of her seat. Yeah. And so it's like, she's on the edge of her seat, like enjoying this moment with me. And it That's was just, awesome. I don't know. I just have these very fond memories of watching of all movies to enjoy with your mother. Predator. As a kid. Predator. Yeah. Predator. That's awesome. Yeah. So there's that. So Oz, what are your two bads? Uh, my first one is showing the spaceship at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, really, mm. I think it really foretold the eventual plot twist. Um, yeah. If you could call it a plot twist, but 
Um, I think they they really play they really showed their hand on that one, um, especially in in repeat viewings. If you watch yeah. it the first time, eh, you know you might not be you know, but there's certain movies where showing a spaceship ahead of time isn't a big deal. There's a whole opening scene of Night of the Creeps that takes place with aliens on a spaceship speaking just gibberish. Mm. Um, but that what but the events of that preface really explains the backstory to the rest of the movie of night of the creeps uh this one i think it just jumps the gun um and so that's my first bad is is just the the showing of the spaceship the showing the discharge of of whatever's coming to planet earth we don't know the timeline on when it's landing um but it's still it was enough that it was like eh, you know there's going to be something alien in this movie somewhere uh, and my second is, um, I get it I, as, as an actor, you've got to have your little trademark, but this movie really didn't allow the, the, the space for Arnold and his quipping. Um, and like, it just didn't really fit his character here. He was very serious all the time, but then when he has a chance to, uh, stick around or knock, knock, it's like, yeah, you know, like his... Like the the couple of things that you know, like what he said, you know, what he says to the the predator, you know, that you're one ugly blankety blank. You know, like that that to mm -hmm. me wasn't equipping. That was just a reaction. But his his like look, you know, look into the camera, almost like he's winking at us. It's like eh, it doesn't fit Dutch. Um, and and for me, it was that was just a bit much. Sure, like, you know, Arnold doesn't have to do this in every movie. Sure, I I admit I enjoyed those lines, but I'm glad that they occurred during that sequence of the movie yeah, and, and yeah. not when they were actually going up against the press. Oh yeah. They, they definitely happened in scenes where they were still in control, mm. which was good. Um, but it still was enough that I'm like, you like, you're the leader of this tack force, you know, and, and you're still finding time to yeah. like, you're lucky that they didn't have a gun pulled on the door when you opened up and to, to drop your, your quick knock, knock, like, yeah. Uh, so those little things, and, and again, I was searching sure. for bads, so that was one. Yeah, thing. and again, I I don't I don't disagree with you on that. That yeah. doesn't mean I don't enjoy the lines in this. Movie. Oh right, yeah. But I completely under understand, you know how how that could be framed as a bad, especially in this movie and that with that character. I could have said the same thing in Running Man too. Like you're literally trying to survive, and you're still finding time to <laughs> to drop your little your little one liners. He went from Sub Zero to Plane Zero. At least that one they <laughs> did survive. But like when he's trying to get Dynamo and Hey Light Bulb, Hey Lighthead, like they're they're lame already, mm -hmm. and and like these guys are trying to murder yeah. you. Yes, and they have the advantage. <laughs> so what are your bads? <laughs> My bads. Uh, I'm gonna start with. Uh, just the homophobic and misogynistic language. Oh yeah. Again, it's as much as I love this movie. There's just a couple moments where it's like, oh, come on, I don't want to. I don't want a reason to not like this movie. And right. there's a couple little moments in there where it's like you could have, like you could have established the Hawkins character in other ways. Like there's other ways you can make crude jokes without yeah. having yeah. to without having to go there and be misogynistic. And there's, there's a line that um, Blaine says that Jesse Ventura says that's homophobic. It's like, come on. Like, like you, there's a, there's ways to get those characters across and get those points across without having to resort to using certain words or certain, certain language. Like, I agree. like, come on, be better. I don't want to not yeah. like this movie. And those are things that just, ugh, 
just make it a little less than perfect. Uh, right. My other bad, and it's a little moment in this movie that always bothered me. And it's kind of similar to one of my bads from, from The Running Man. Again, bring that. it's funny you brought that up. Um, a couple of weeks ago, when, one of my bads for The Running Man was toward the end when they're plotting with the, uh, uh, you know, the, with these, the these like, rebels. Yeah, with the resistance. And they just show the, the deep fake video of Schwarzenegger's, mm-hmm. of Ben Richards dying. And, and then just, he's so yeah, mad. And they just forgot about him. <laughs> yeah. And he's so mad that he like, he lightly wraps his oh. hand on a metal file cabinet. Darn that Killian. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> and so it's kind of the same in this where uh, it's towards the end and the predator is near the campfire and Schwarzenegger takes out his bow and arrow. And he used some of his remaining explosives to make like like a like like an arrow that has an explosive tip on it, and he yeah. fires it down at the predator, and it just kind of like like bleh, out of the arrow. Yeah, <laughs> like earlier, he they showed him practicing the arrow and he sh- or the bow, and he and he shot it, and it made like the boing, like oh. the arrow sounds to show how to show how strong the bow is. But then he uses the bow against the predator, and the arrow just like. Whoop, it just it. <laughs> I never noticed. It, it's it's like it's 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 like if someone kind of kind of like does like a forearm yeah. throw with a ball, just kind of like eh, like, right. like that's the equivalent yeah. of this arrow coming out of this bow. Oh, uh, and that, al- that always bothered me. me. It is. So next time you're watching the predator, he's crossing the little bridge next to the bonfire. Oh, I know what scene you're talking about. Yeah, and the arrow just just limply falls out of the arrow. Right. Like he could have thrown it harder. <laughs> So, yep, those are my two bads. What about your hum? <sighs> well, i got to come up with a new one. I've always <laughs> wondered, because you answered it, uh, I've always wondered why Arnold did not get blown apart when he got shot by the Predator. Sure. With this photon cannon. I never realized until you said it that it hit his gun. It's a quick little reaction. I, I thought it like it just glanced him in the chest. And so that was my huh was why Arnold didn't get blown apart when he got shot in the chest by the predator. But like you said, it hit him in the gun. So I guess my huh is um, why didn't I realize Arnold got shot in the gun? So you are your own huh. <laughs> yeah, my my own huh. <laughs> All the times I've seen this, because I've always wondered, like, it's not fair. Like we've watched this yeah. like photon cannon blow everything else up. And then you know, it hits Arnold in the chest, but apparently his pec muscles are so tight that it just resists it. <laughs> it's, the, no, it's, it's the metal exoskeleton. I guess he got shot in the skeleton. Or he got shot in the skeleton. got shot in the gun. So yep. that's my hunt. Why didn't I realize that prior to now? <laughs> I love that you are your own hunt. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, was, it literally just was as I was talking. I'm like, well, that's my hunt. <laughs> so. Oh, I got two possibilities for hunts. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mention them both. Uh, the first one is... Uh, when Dylan sees Mac's corpse, his head is intact. And in the, pr- I noticed and, that and too, in the yeah. prior shot, like you literally saw Mac's head explode and like, yeah. like the chunks of, of skull fall into the camera. Yeah. He got scannered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and then when Dylan sees him, you know, like he, his head is intact. So right. Did right. his head explode or what, what, what gives, I don't know. Uh, the other, the other real hunt I'll go with here. Uh, after the predator set off his self destruct, he he laughs, and he doesn't sound like any of the anybody else that he's recording. It sounds like Vincent Price laughing. Oh, it and, does, and, yeah. and it's like, did he record that from someone, or is like, does the predator actually laugh? Like, do that? Does he vocalize his own laugh? I think I have an answer. Okay, 
uh, Thriller is like the greatest selling album of all time. Okay. And to think that mm. it didn't make it to this part of the world yep. is a little far-fetched. So I bet he's probably overheard some of the jungle the jungle dwellers <laughs> listening he to the Thriller. He overheard Spittle Thorson <laughs> right. listening to Thriller. The thriller, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's got to be the answer. cassette tape at the Gorilla yep. Camp. That's got to be the answer. Maybe, you know, like how in, uh, like, we'll, we'll, we will use, like, heavy metal music to, to torture. Oh, like, yeah. Like, people we capture. Yeah. Uh, maybe... The Russians use Michael Jackson's Thriller to torture mm-hmm. the CIA or the the, the CIA uh, agents that they that they right. took hostage. That's got to be it. So that's <laughs> that's why he sounds like Vincent Price. Okay, that that sells it. I mean, I, I that I'm glad you had two hungs because we cleared up one. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for for clearing that up for you. It, hey, it you're check, checks every box. Makes complete yeah. sense. <laughs> well, hey Oz, we just wrapped up. 80s Schwarzenegger month. Wow, what a month that was. It, it was it was a good month. A very good month. Started with Conan the Barbarian. Then we got uh, Command, Commando, Commando Running, Running Man. Man. Twins. Twin powers. Twins. He's my brother. <laughs> <laughs> they just want food for God's sake. Crumb. <laughs> 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 Don't worry, Sully. I'll kill you last. (laughs) I lied. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we need to segue to a new month. We do need to segue to a new month. And it's it's, closing November. Yes, we are closing November and we are headed into December. And aside from your and I both having a birthday, what is the other big holiday in December? Boxing Day. Uh, Boxing Day. Yep, yep. Uh, some people, some people do celebrate Christmas, and so we want to yes. we want to recognize our minority listeners that that celebrate Christmas. Uh, in America, and, it's it's an underrated holiday. It is very underrated, uh, and so we are going to do a month of movies questioning whether or not our selection is a Christmas movie or not. There are very mm-hmm. obvious Christmas movies out there, mm-hmm. uh, movies like. Jingle All the Way and Christmas with the Cranks. <laughs> Come see my movie, Jingle All the Way. <laughs> and my Italian with the blockbuster. <laughs> and and a Christmas story or just something to come to mind. Uh, but we are gonna cover we're gonna cover four movies next month that uh that some will argue are Christmas movies mm-hmm. and some will argue are not. Uh, they all take place around the Christmas holiday, yep. but but Christmas is not the the big reason for the season yes. in these four movies. Um, <laughs> so the age old question: Are these holiday movies? Are they or, holiday or are movies? they movies that just happen during the holidays? Right, right. And so we are going to kick off next month uh, with my selection, and we're going to start with Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to start with we're going to review the movie as normal, and then discuss. Whether or not Gremlins should count as a Christmas movie mm-hmm. or not, uh, because it's important to add add movies to the rotation. <laughs> We're going back to the Zach Galligan bucket. Yes, we are. <laughs> I actually <laughs> After, just this morning I switched out our second week. I see that. Yeah, I see that. I went in a different direction there. What What was the second week originally? It was Iron Man three. That's what I thought it was. It was that Iron was when I was yeah. like, wait, I thought Iron Man three was on here. Mm-hmm. I almost switched out. See, I like my one and three choices, though. Mm-hmm. I was going to switch one of them out to that Dennis Leary movie, The Ref. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, just because, honestly, I've never seen it. 
But uh, I know it takes place around Christmas, yep. and I'm curious. But I'm like, ah, but we could fit that in somewhere else. Yeah. Because um, yeah, that's high on my list of movies to squeeze in. <laughs> the ref. <laughs> the ref. Uh, so, yeah, we will be back next week to cover Gremlins. It'll be my movie, so I'll cover the plot. If you haven't seen it, we are going to spoil it. Um, <laughs> the alternate name of this podcast spoiler alert that's <laughs> true uh and so yeah we'll be back next week to cover gremlins uh but for november and 80s arnold month uh you know we've rounded we've we've closed it out we've covered arnold um i'm just glad we've we've got all of next month covered yeah. oh you do have you got your two picks in there mm-hmm. nice yeah I, I like both those picks too yeah this is gonna be a fun month we have we have yeah, four really solid movies here um, two two actiony movies, uh, mm-hmm. a comedy. One that's kind of like sci, you know, Gremlins, which is kind of you know leans into the sci-fi and the comedy a little bit, yeah, a tinge of horror. That, yeah. yeah, I would say leans into. I think it leans into more horror than anything. Uh, you could make the argument too. I we didn't bring it up about Predator that they. I almost put it down as a good that they that they like they they slid a horror movie into an action movie box. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is a straight horror film. You know, that you've got a monster from another planet and murders and you know it's 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 a horror film, but it's it's got it's it's an action horror film and it's definitely more action. But uh but next month we're gonna cover is it horror or is it Christmas or is it both? Some movies like Krampus are very obviously Christmas movies with a horror tint to it. So uh but yeah, this'll be this'll be a fun month. So well, you know how to find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, uh, you can find a link to Patreon down below if you if you'd like to uh, you know, dip into your coffers and help us out in this holiday season. This is where I would lay in some Sarah McLaughlin music. To... <laughs> it is the season to give to Oz and Curtis. It is, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no truer words have been said. Um, but yeah, you can find us where we where I mentioned on social media. And, of course, we will be back next week with Gremlins. So, for Let's Talk About Flicks, I'm Oz. I'm Curtis. And we'll see you guys next week. Thanks.